You're listening to audio from The Village Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or give to our ministry, please visit us at thevillagechurch.net. Hey, good morning. My name's Carter, and I serve here on the family ministry team. And I'll be reading from Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Now, there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This is the word of the Lord. Hi, my name is Josh Yen. Here at The Village, we want to be a church that plants churches all around the world. Recently, in September, we launched King's Church right here in the heart of Old Town Louisville. At King's, our mission is to invite people to life together with Jesus in the now present, fully coming kingdom of God. We want to follow Jesus together, like really follow Him, and then see what the Lord does. We've already seen the Lord move in some significant ways in the life of our church family, but also in our community. And we're eager to see him do more. We'd love for you to pray about whether or not the Lord would have you to come and join us in his work. Hey guys, my name is Justin Brody. And in December of this year, we'll be moving out to Colorado uh, to start Coal Creek Church in a Boulder County town called Superior. And this town is the largest town in America right now without a single church within it. And so our desire is like Paul's ambition in Romans 15 20, where he makes it his ambition to make Christ known in places where he's not. And so our desire is to go to Superior and see the gospel flourish in this place and help people far from God discover Christ, community, and calling. And we simply could not make this happen without your your love, your prayer, and your support. So thank you, TVC, uh, for being the kind of church that cares about church planting. Uh, to find out more about us, go to thevillagechurch.net. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, how are we? Good. Pretty good? Okay. Hey, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Trevor Joy. I'm one of the pastors and elders. Uh, and as you probably guessed by now from, from Nick in this video, we're in church planning weekend. Uh, we get the, we're literally the privilege of commissioning uh, several men that the Lord has raised up here to be sent out. So it's not going to be a, a typical weekend, uh, rather uh, than kind of coming in and listening to worshiping together, listening to teaching. We are together, all of us are going to participate in the work of the church. And we're going to be laying on hands and affirming uh, several planters that the Holy Spirit is sending out from us to start new works. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to take a few moments um, just to share some updates with you of what's been going on in the world of church planning and global missions just in the last year. And we just don't uh, get the space to do this. So I wanted to just take a few minutes, uh, and this will be by no means exhaustive what's going on, but it, I think it will surely be encouraging. Um, so if you're not familiar with missions here at TVC, our desire is that everything done in missions here at TVC has the objective of lost people coming to faith and new churches being formed in the places of the greatest need. So globally, what that means for us is we equip and send men and women to love the nations through pursuing church planting movements, focusing on people in the world with the least access to the gospel. 
And what that looks like right now is we currently have 23 TBC goers serving long-term in 12 countries. In nine of those, uh, they're working among unreached people groups. We have another 12 TBC folks right now in our sending program pursuing God's call in their life to join works like these, uh, taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. This past year, we've sent 70 of you TVC members on short-term trips to eight different countries, all focused on advancing the work of planting churches among the unreached. And our hope is to see that number at least double next year. And we're gonna have tons of opportunities uh, for you guys to jump in and go see what God's doing all around the world. Fruit from those trips are still coming in, but I know for two of our trips, for example, in South Asia, uh, over the course of two weeks, working in one of the largest unreached people groups in the world, saw over a dozen people come to Christ uh, this last year alone, we've been a part of helping train, uh, form and fun. Yes, this is, this is all awesome stuff. You can, yeah, if you're gonna clap, you gotta be committed to it. Everybody goes it. That's the rule. So if one person starts it, you all gotta do it. That's part of us being a community together. Agreed? Okay, good. That's like the exit row. Everybody just gave me the verbal yes, so you're in. Uh, but we also helped this last year fund 18 small businesses to help support the work of church planting among the unreached in East Africa. Uh, just incredible stuff. In church planting, which we're gonna be focusing on today, I uh, wanted to share with you guys, we focus on equipping and sending qualified planners to start, and hear me say this, healthy, gospel-centered, multiplying churches. And we do that through our 18-month residency. This residency exists to prepare planters emotionally, spiritually, theologically, and practically for the work of starting uh, these healthy, gospel-centered, multiplying churches. So our 2030 vision is to see 30 new churches planted or replanted. And since we've begun this residency, We've trained and now we'll send 13 more planters to plant or replant churches. And you'll get to meet four new ones, uh, new men that just showed up this August to join the residency. And we have the privilege of having men from all around the world, as you'll get to even hear more and more testify today, to come be a part of this program. We're really excited to see that trend to continue. So because our focus today is on church plan, I do wanna take a moment just to remind us and refresh us. I know we often preach on the biblical uh, warrant for church planting, but I also wanna just take a minute and remind us why we're so serious of planting healthy, gospel-centered, multiplying churches, and it has largely to do with the state of the church in, in the U.S. today. So share some, some really staggering statistics with you. Between now and the year 2050, there will be upwards of 35 million younger men and women who had associated with the church will leave the faith. I want to share, I'll put it up on the board, some statistics from the Pine Tops Foundation led by uh, City to City. It says is this, it about this, this shift, it's the largest and fastest numerical shift in religious affiliation in the history of this country. That's what we're in the middle of right now. Even in the most optimistic scenarios, Christian affiliation in the U.S. shrinks dramatically. And in our base case, over one million youth, at least nominally in the church today, will choose to leave each year for the next three decades. What does that mean? 35 million youth raised in families that call themselves Christians will say they're not by the year 2050. That's the trajectory. Church planting in the U.S. will need to double to triple from current rates to address population growth and anticipated church closures of older congregations. The American church needs to plant more than 215,000 churches in the next 30 years to maintain status quo and to meet the needs of the unaffiliated an additional 60,000 churches. So the question then is how are we doing at that? Currently, uh, we plant 4,000 evangelical churches every year in the U.S. We also currently close 3,700, giving a net gain of 300 churches every year. So to keep pace with the statistics that we just listed above, we need to be planting a net positive of 8,000 evangelical churches every year in the U.S., 
So to answer this, in our time and our need, what we believe God's called us to at TVC in our 2030 vision, we desire to see 30 healthy, gospel-centered, multiplying churches planted or replanted here in the States. And we really believe God is gonna blow us way past that number. Uh, and you heard healthy, uh, gospel-centered, multiplying churches. Because we wanna see churches that plant churches that plant churches. And that's the work we get to take part in together today. So we read a minute ago in Acts 13, and what we learned there, if you were paying attention, that it's not the church that sends, that's the work of the Spirit. So what is the work of the church? The work of the church is for a posture of prayer as a community. What do we do? We collectively affirm what God is doing and commit to sacrifice and support the work of advancing the kingdom through the sent ones. So another way of saying that is the Spirit sends through the church. And today, we get the privilege and the joy of commissioning men that have been both equipped and affirmed by our leadership here and who the Holy Spirit has set apart to go out and start new gospel works. And as a church, we will collectively affirm and commit to partner with the priority of seeing the kingdom of God advance. And this significant work of the church that we get to participate, I'm excited that we get to introduce three of these new planters uh, to you today who completed their residency, and at the end, we'll introduce four new guys that, uh, that just got here and started in August. So to do that, I'm gonna invite out Tyler Powell, and some of our elders are gonna be praying. You can make your way up on the stage. Uh, but I get, yeah, you can apply for Tyler. Yeah. So I get asked often, man, how are you guys getting so aggressive in church planting? And my answer is really, really simple. We have a Tyler Powell. Uh, and so if you guys don't know Tyler, Tyler's our director of church planting, and he literally gives his life to sowing into uh, these men and their families, equipping, coaching, mentoring, uh, and it's just a dear, dear gift to our church, man. We're really grateful for you, and we would not be in the place where you are and the trajectory where you are if the Lord hadn't brought you here and used your gifts to advance the kingdom this way. So we're really grateful for you being here. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, so Tyler's gonna, he's gonna invite these planters and their families up. They're gonna come up one at a time because they have little small kids. We're not gonna make them stay up here on the stage this whole time. There's lots of buttons and things like that they wanna press that I kinda wanna press. They're really gonna wanna press. But he's gonna invite them up, and here's what we're gonna do, church. We're gonna get to hear from each one of these planters and their families about what God's doing and ways that we can partner and pray, and then we're gonna pray for each one, and that's the work of the church this morning, is that we're gonna pray for and affirm them so that they not only have, uh, they have our affirmation as leaders walk through them, but they have this physical representation of the church saying, yes, we affirm and we're behind what God is doing, that the Holy Spirit has set you out and he's called you to go do this work and we as a church family are committing to support and encourage and be here. And we'll talk more about the end of the service, how we do that. But we're gonna do that collectively together here. So Tyler, take us away. Yeah, church family, what an honor and privilege to be able to, as a local church, be a part of the work, not only investing in these families, but we as a church family get to be a part of the work that Christ is doing in building his church. So first for it, we're gonna start off with Josh and Mallory Yin, who are planting in Louisville. Come on up, you guys. Good morning. Well, like Tyler said, my name is Josh Yin. Uh, this is my family. Uh, this is my wife, Mallory. Uh, and Caleb, and Nora, and George, and this is Pete. Uh, we, uh, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, it, it's been such a joy to, to be a part of this church planting program this past uh, year and a half. Um, it, we were members at, at the village years ago before we went out to help plant a church in 2013. Um, and so in a lot of ways, the village, it's, it's home for us. 
And so for this season to get to come back, um, to be uh, trained, uh, to be equipped, and, and then to be uh, prepared and then sent out to plant is just such a joy. Um, the, uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about what the Lord has been doing. Um, we actually planted King's Church this past January. Um, and we're meeting in our home, um, and then we've now started to gather for Sunday morning services at Sparrow on Main in the heart of Old Town, Louisville. So we actually get to meet um, in the heart of Old Town each week um, and, and be out there amongst the people. Um, we're already seeing the Lord move in some, some cool ways um, as our church family becomes a family, like a, an actual family, and then seeing the Lord bring uh, men and women in, into that family as well as we grow. And so we're in Old Town, and we're meeting all kinds of people as we're praying and evangelizing down there. We're meeting people with various religious backgrounds, people who uh, have been there for just a short amount of time, um, and people who've been there for decades. Uh, we're meeting people uh, who, who are wealthy, and then people who literally don't have a place to call home. Um, and so it, it's just cool to be down there and to invite them into the life of our church family, um, and more importantly, into the life of Jesus. Um, and so the last thing uh, that I'd say is, but we'd love for you to continue to be a part of, of what the Lord's doing uh, in Louisville. We have an incredible ministry support team that, that prayed our church into existence um, and has financially supported us all throughout, even before we ever launched. Um, and so if you're interested in joining that team, we, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, or, or listen, if, if as I'm talking, even the Holy Spirit is, is kind of tugging at you, um, we don't want a bunch of transfer growth. Um, the last thing in the world we want is to gather a bunch of Christians, um, and that be how we grow King's Church. Uh, but, but there is a harvest out there. And, and the Lord, if he's stirring in you to be a part of that work that he's doing, the harvest is real. We've seen it. And, and we are praying that, that the Lord would send the workers um, to go into the harvest. And so we'd love to chat with you more later about that as well. If, you, if that is you, um, we'll be out there. Um, when God called us on this journey, uh, he called us to a way of living before he ever called us to plant a church. Um, and in many ways, that was the mission of our church in its infancy, um, living in this kingdom that God has called us, inviting our family to life together with Jesus. Thanks, guys. Would you extend your hands to the Yen family? Father, you are good. You're transcendent. You're great. You're glorious. You're sovereign. And it's in your heart to send your people to places that don't know your name yet. Jesus, you even say as much when you come back, when you return to visit your disciples and fill them at, at, at just seeing you with deep gladness. You said, so the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And so, God, God I feel just deep humility and honor to lay hands on the Yin family right now. And I join the hands that are extended to them, asking your blessing and favor upon them as they do the work that you've called them to do. And God, I'm so grateful that even as you send, you don't send us alone. You promised that you would be with us to the end of the age. Jesus, the great Emmanuel, as I think of King's Church, it just impresses upon me that King's Church, just like the village church, is your church. Would you be among them? Would you help us experience who you are more fully and those who have not yet to experience you, Lord? Would you help them to enjoy life and, and live it to the full? God, we love you. I pray a blessing over the core team that's here from King's Church in our midst. God, I pray that as they go out, they would, they would usher in a great blessing to their community. God, bless their church. And we pray all these things in the sweet and great name of Jesus. Amen.
Many of Josh's, they canceled service today so they could be here uh, in the first service, and they were back taking up many of the rows in the back. So what a joy there. Justin and Cherish Brody, would you guys come on stage here with your beautiful family? Well, good morning. I know what you're thinking, and this wasn't planned. The spirit. Oh, the mask. Okay, yes, yes, that's, that's Batman. Um, grateful to be here with you guys. My name is Justin Brody. Uh, this is Braley. She is seven. This is Lincoln. He's 10 months. And this is Beckham, and he is, how old are you? Four. And this is Cherish. My wife, my wonderful wife. And next, uh, next month, we move to Colorado to plant a new church in Boulder County. Couldn't be more excited. I remember uh, first starting this residency journey 18 months ago and looking out ahead and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to have the patience to wait 18 months. This is going to take forever. And um, now here we are six weeks out from moving. Kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Let's press the brakes a little bit. Are we actually ready for this? Are you sure? Because it has been about the fastest 18 months um, of our lives, and yet couldn't imagine a better place to have spent it than here with you guys at TBC. We have learned so much in this residency um, from how to go in and be contextual and to take church planting principles into a new place and to glorify God with the gospel and make an impact. Um, for his kingdom and, and even how to be an emotionally healthy leader and do some of that below the line soul work that allows us to be healthy and how we lead, how we are fathers and husbands leading our homes and leading our, our churches from that, from that place. Um, and we even learned how to take an ax and throw this ax as hard as you can at a tree and hit a target with such accuracy that you win the men's church planting axe throwing competition and get first place. Shout out to Marcus and heads up to you getting new guys coming in. You know who holds the, the title now, all right? Um, but we are so excited to, to move to Colorado next, uh, next month and get going and plant Cold Creek Church in Superior, which is, um, as far as the research, research tells us, the largest uh, city in America without a single church of any kind, denomination, or affiliation. And we simply could not do that uh, without God's calling and affirmation and, and assurance. And this is what he wanted us to do and what he's inviting us into. And we certainly couldn't do that uh, without your support and the way that you've supported us and sustained us through this residency. You may not have even known that, but we're, we're only here because of your generosity and you're such a generous people. So thank you. And so please continue to support and to pray uh, pray boldly for the people of Superior. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So we're praying, and I want to ask you right now if you would consider coming with us to be one of those workers. We need help. We cannot do this alone. And you are the kind of people we want to do this work with. So would you pray for that? And if you want to donate and continue to give more than you're already giving, you can visit our website coalcreek.church, C-O-A-L-C-R-E-E-K dot church, or get connected with me. I'll be at the tables outside out front after the service. would love to talk, ask questions, or pray.
Last thing I'll say, you want to say something? <laughs> Last thing I'll say is thank you to the leaders here at CBC. These guys have been phenomenal in showing us what it means to shepherd and to lead well. They've created a safe place where it was okay not to be okay and shown us how to love and care for people deeply. And so thank you guys. You've modeled that for us. And just one, minute, one thing I, I need to say as well is we've read 9,000 books in this residency. Didn't know if you knew that was possible or not, but we did that because of this guy. But the first book we read was titled Humility because that's the kind of guy that Tyler is. So thank you, brother. We love you, and we're going to miss you guys. Father, we are so grateful for this family. We're so grateful for the fruit that you've bore, God, here. Even as I consider all the books that have been read, all the experiences that have been had over the last 18 months, Father, and all the things you've done prior to you in this family, we are so grateful for what you're going to do next. Father, we just pray for your blessing over this family. We pray for your blessing over these amazing kids, Father. Pray that you cause your face to shine upon them, Father, and as they go, uh, to do the work of church planning, and as the tough days are ahead of places to meet, of finding a core team, of raising funds, of finding people, I gotta just pray that you go ahead of them. And in dark days and down days, God, that your spirit would sustain, that your presence will be felt, God, that you would surround this family with people who will uplift them, who will encourage them, who will speak life and truth into them, God. And we are so honored and encouraged to bless this family. So in the name of Jesus, we commission them and we ask for you to bear fruit through the work that's going to be done through this family and through those that you surround them with. We're grateful, God, uh, that there's power in your name. And in the name of Jesus, we commission this family. And we ask in Jesus' name and for his glory alone. Amen. So the backyard of Superior, Colorado is the Rocky Mountains, if anyone's called uh, out that direction. Marcus and Shelby Wilson, would you please come out on stage? We had three wonderful families in the church planning program, and after them, we'll also have the new ones come up. But come on out, Marcus. Hey, TVC. How y'all doing? My name is Marcus Wilson. This is my lovely wife, Shelby. We stay in Waxahachie, Texas. We have two kids, Marcus Wilson Jr. He's at ACU. We have a daughter. She's not here. Had a little concussion going on from a basketball game. And just be praying for her. <laughs> but I, first, I just want to thank Michael Morrison, Trevor Joy, for coming to get me and bringing us here. This is such a fine place, fine church. And this is what happened, y'all. Um, I came in limping. My wife came in on a stretcher. Our kids came in wheelchairs because we were, we were like just torn up and just beat up from ministry. And uh, we was hurt. And so God opened a roof of the village, lowered us down to the village, and the body of Christ, which is you, touched us. And, um, you know, just experiencing restoration and healing and just know it's, it's, it's okay 
just to be okay. You don't have to be the perfect Christian. Just be you. It was so refreshing. So thank you so much. And um, August the 2nd, when I got here, I saw Tyler. He met me at the door. I just wanted to jump into this dude's arms. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see him because we was always talking and we met up for lunch. And when it was time to start the church plant residency and he was at the door, I'm like, oh, my brother, yes, let's get it going. Had no idea I was going to read at least about five to six books a week. <laughs> but here's, here's um, some good, some good uh, gains from that. Um, the church plant residency made me into a healthy man, a healthy husband, a healthy son, a healthy pastor, and a healthy church leader, a healthy husband. And um, man, it has... It has made me feel alive because I felt dead. Um, I felt so dead where I didn't really see hurting people. I didn't see the loss because the hurt itself, I was just trying to survive in it. But the church plant residency removed it. And this is what we're going to do, the Wilson family are going to do. We're going to extend the runway of church planting. We don't want this artificial urgency to tell us, no, hurry up and plant, plant now. We have enjoyed being in a circle with Jesus in his shelter and let him touch us and heal us. And it's just been feeling so good. And what we want to do is we want to extend that runway to eight to 14 to 18 months and just be at this eight to nine church Stonegate who Trevor introduced us to, and just be there for a minute to continue to do what the village started. And so you have been a welcoming church for us, and we are going to another welcoming church so we can continue to be refreshed and restored. So within 14 to 18 months, we are looking at planting the Maker's Church in Waxahachie, but first we just want to be restored what y'all started so thank you so much for touching us and if you have any questions please see us in the foyer we'll give you information about us thank you would you stretch your hands toward marcus and show me father you're good and your steadfast love endures forever Jesus, you came to this earth to redeem us, and not just to redeem us, but to give us life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Father, that as we walk with you, and there are times that we are battered and bruised, but we can fall upon you and know that you will restore us. Thank you for this time that our brother Marcus and Shelby and their family have spent here. Thank you for what you are continuing to do in their hearts and in their lives. Lord, you said that you have... Uh, when you ascended on high, that you gave gifts to men. Thank you for the gifting that you have put upon our brother. And Lord, I just pray that even as he continues on the runway, Lord, that you would further equip him, that he might equip your people. And even, Lord, as he's been here and he's shared and he has inspired and motivated and ministered to others, Lord, that he'll do the same at Stonegate in preparation for that work that you're calling him to. Pray that you would open up doors, Lord, that no man can close. You'll close doors that no man can open. Father, that you would make the crooked way straight. And Lord, that you would direct his path.
We just speak your life, your love, and your commissioning to him as he goes forth proclaiming your gospel for those that you love and that you've restored his love for. Lord, we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, new church planners, come up here on stage. Uh, what a crew that we get to have. Each August, we start a new round of church planning residents, and God has really blessed us with the opportunity to plant churches worldwide. Uh, and you'll hear that from this crew here. So let me just let them introduce themselves and where they're planting. Hello, my name is Lewis, and this is my son, Daniel, now turned Texan. <laughs> And my daughter, Sarah, and my wife, Carla. And we're planning to plant a church in Cusco, Peru. Hey, guys. Good morning. My name is Jonathan, and this is my wife, Sandra. This is Samuel, Matias, and Noah. And we're going to be planting a Hispanic church here in the Flower Mound, Louisville area. Hey guys, my name is Mitchell. This is my precious wife, Amber. This is not our daughter. Um, <laughs> we, we are going to be planting a church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Hey church family, my name is Stuart Sharp. This is my wife, Chelsea. This is our daughter, <laughs> Olivia. And this is Cora, and this is Emerson, and we are going to be planting a church in the city of Boulder, Colorado. Church family, uh, over this next year, I want to encourage you to make uh, these families just feel like this is home uh, for the season that they're here, uh, and really just kind of invite them in and, and bless them, love on them, and care for them, because um, that's the blessing that we get to have as we send out is that we're sending family members. And so I really want to encourage you to uh, get to know these couples uh, over this next year as we get ready to send churches across the globe. And that's just been a huge blessing. Let me pray for y'all. Father, what a gift um, for your spirit to lead uh, these men and their families to here to be with the village over this next season. And Father, I do pray that we just commit that into your hands and ask that you move in such mighty ways that in their own hearts, in their families, in their marriages, but you also would providentially just go before these men as they want to plant churches across this globe um, to begin moving in people's hearts already um, that don't know you and others that do and will be part of their team in such a way that your kingdom come here, it comes here on earth as it in heaven. Lord, we trust you to build your church and, and just ask this next year would be such a blessing to them, bring joy, bring fruit to their lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Isn't that so awesome? Yeah, let's give another round of applause just for all these planters and their families. I thought all the kids did great. Amen. Yeah. Well, hey, now that we've got to participate in the work of the church and affirming these men and their families to start new gospel works, I want to take a brief moment with the time we have left. I won't get to preach a sermon, uh, but I do want to briefly exhort us. Uh, we've seen some incredible things happen in the life of our church. Amen. Amen. But honestly, it just doesn't get close to what we believe God's asking or what we're asking God to do. Um, 
As you can see today, the joy, we've had the joy of sending several families out to start new works, but the majority of us who are here are gonna remain. And that's a beautiful thing. Not all of us are going. Uh, they've, they've tried to lure us to places like Colorado, and I'm sure that, yeah, it's awesome. And I would, it would be amazing if the Lord's stirring on your hearts to go. I want you to encourage you to pray for that. Uh, but the majority of us are gonna be here. And so we have a question to answer. It's how then do we remain here and be faithful to the Great Commission? And so this is my charge to you, church, that if we're gonna see the fruition of all that we're asking God for, if we're gonna faithfully see the task finished, it's not gonna come from hiring a talent, more talented staff or preaching more compelling sermons. It's gonna come through a collective and radical commitment from this church family to intentionally orient our lives towards advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? So how do we do that? And I think the church at Antioch here in Acts 13 provides a great example for us today, so we're gonna read that together again. Acts 13, starting in verse one. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. And then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now this is one of my favorite passages in the book of Acts because it's the first time we see the Holy Spirit quoted speaking to the church. Not the first time we see the Holy Spirit quoted in the New Testament speaking, but the first time speaking to the gathered church. And that word the Holy Spirit gives to the church in Antioch here literally ignited a radical expansion of the church. We gather in this building today because of a moment in history when God's people here at Antioch gathered to fast and pray and pointed their lives to the kingdom and together stepped into the invitation of God and the gospel went out in power. It's almost impossible to overstate the historical importance of this moment in Antioch in the history of the world. Before this word from the Holy Spirit, there seems to have been no organized missions of the church beyond the Mediterranean. Before this, Paul had not written any of his letters, which were all the result of his missionary travels that began here. This moment of prayer and fasting resulted in a missions movement that would make Christianity the dominant religion of the Roman Empire within two and a half centuries and would yield 1.3 billion followers of Christ today with a Christian witness in literally almost every country of the world. And so what I love to see here is what the church is doing in order to place themselves in a posture to be able to receive this kind of word from the Spirit. What are they doing? They were worshiping, fasting, and praying. In other words, they were pursuing deep communion with God together. In fact, this past uh, week, if I seem a little bit out of it, I'm still in Europe time, we got to go with several, uh, several folks to uh, Spain, and we were, this church is a part of starting and, and uh, building the 100 Unreached People Group Cooperative, which is a, a cooperative of several churches, like-minded churches, organizations, and teams all throughout the world uh, that are really desiring to see church planning movements happen among 100 Unreached People Groups. So we gather in Spain, and we were meeting to kind of plan the trajectory for the next five years of what we feel like God's called us into with that. Um, we didn't get to go out and see much of the country. We were literally in a conference remote most of the time. But one night they took us out for dinner and we went to this kind of old family winery on the outside of town in a village. And the woman there who was giving us a, the tour and the history of the winery was explaining that the current owners uh, had bought this particular winery in the late 90s, but that for, it had been unused for several decades before that. In fact, they, I thought it was hilarious. They called it a modern building because it was built in like 1860s. And I was like, well, for us, that's not, that's like when we started. So 18, you know, that's, that's ancient for us, for them it's modern. But anyway, 
So she explained how there was two sets of vines on the property. There was these vines that we could see right there in the very front. They're about 30 years old. They're the ones that owners planted when they bought the property. And they yielded most of the, most of the grapes that they, you know, they uh, bottled for wine that they sold. But then she was explaining, we didn't get to go see these, but she was explaining they had these really special vines on the back of the property that they found not long after taking ownership. And they, they estimated these vines were probably about 85 years old and they produced what they called a real special wine. And one of the folks in our group asked just how these older vines had survived if there was such a long time in between caretakers. If there's really decades between people there taking care of these things, I don't, I don't know about you guys, I can't make plants last longer than a week. Amen? Yeah. So these things survived for decades. And so what she was explaining then is that the water table in this, in this particular part of the country, the water table in there is about three to four times deeper down than vines that I guess uh, grape vines typically grow, which is why they rely a lot on watering on the top of the surface. But the roots on these particular vines in the back of the property had somehow made their way, made their way uh, eight or so feet down uh, through the soil and tapped into the water source below. So that's how they survived when no one was feeding them, through storms, droughts, all the conditions that you can imagine that happened over the course of decades in between. They had become resilient and fruitful. And the exhortation from the early church here in Acts 13 for us today is if we want to see the kind of movement that we're asking God for, we're going to need these kind of resilient roots. And how do we get these kind of roots? It's with deep communion with God together. After the Holy Spirit spoke the names of Paul and Barnabas to go, what was the response of the church? What did they do? They committed themselves to prayer. Why? Because prayer is where we drive the roots of the vines deeper into the soil. There's a reason why there's one singular common element in every instance of revival or gospel movement throughout all of church history. And do you know what it is? Prayer. Ascending church is a resilient church and a resilient church is a praying church. And a praying church is a church that multiplies. I love this quote from John Piper. He says this, the mindset of God at this Antioch moment was not how can this church survive without Saul and Barnabas, but how can the world be reached with the message of the crucified and risen king of the universe? God gives himself to the church that gives itself to mission. Now these men that we affirmed today and prayed for, they're gonna be out in the foyer after the service, and they, they absolutely need financial support, but I'll tell you one of the most things they're gonna be asking for is asking for us to partner with them in prayer because they believe, and we need to believe, just as the church at Antioch here reminds us this morning, that prayer isn't the passive work of the people who want to stay home. Prayer is where the sending church takes ground. And we're in an Antioch moment as a church. And my exhortation to us as a church that if we desire to see the kind of movement of God that surpasses a talented staff and a clear strategy, if we're gonna be a sending church, we must be a praying church. And we're about to sing one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's called King of Kings. And the song has this chorus in it that I think really just beautifully represents uh, so much of the story that we're caught up in and participated in today, both personally and corporately. And I love the line, it says, and the church of Christ was born, then the spirit lit the flame, and now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel and shall not fade. And what I love about it is our place in the story here today in Flower Mound, Texas, and what I love about our 2030 vision is that it's not about measurable or worldly stats or statistics. I believe the Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of our leadership here and fixed our sights on advancing the kingdom in a way it's big enough that only God could take credit for. And that's what we're caught up in together, church. But we took some good ground here today. I'm proud of us. It's awesome. Amen?
okay, yeah. Yeah, it's good. But there's so much more in front of us. And it's gonna take all of us in deep communion together, orienting our lives to the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this church. God, what a gift it is for us to gather. And even so many of these planters are reflecting in their desire to see men and women uh, like these that are gathered in this room come and see this multiplied to the ends of the earth. And not all of them are gonna look like this room here. Most of them are gonna look so radically different. But they're all gonna gather the same purpose, to see Christ magnified and to see stories of gospel power uh, move as much as possible in every community in the world. And so God, that's what we're caught up in and we're grateful for that, the part that we get to play. And God, we wanna be faithful. We wanna be faithful in it. We wanna posture ourselves in a place, God, where you're telling us to move, we're ready to move. We wanna orient our lives towards your kingdom because there is no other uh, thing in the world that we could be giving our lives to that is as great as your purposes here in advancing the gospel. That there are people around the world that have no access to the gospel, that have never heard the name of Jesus. There are people in communities all around us that are walking in lives of desperation, in deep need of hope and are striving and grabbing for every other thing that the world is promising is gonna satisfy and fix their life and it does nothing. And we here have the hope. These men and women are gonna go out with the message of hope. And God, we wanna be committed as a church that sends that good news to the ends of the earth until everybody is heard. Because you're worthy. You are worthy of the praise and worship of every man, woman, and child on this planet. King of kings, you are worthy. And so where our lives are not oriented to you, the king, God, would you help us? Would you help us? We ask that in Christ's name for a sake. Amen. Church, let's stand and sing.